showtime. Good evening once again, my beautiful Enabler podcast family. Uh, thank you for being with us on this journey. We're episode uh, 31, uh, about to commence. Uh, it's been lovely. Um, been a very productive year. Um, I was able to get with some uh, of my close friends, and uh, there was nothing but encouraging words that I received uh, last week when I was hanging out with a couple of them. And, oh, really? Absolutely. Wow. And uh, they were pretty impressed how we've been able to pump one out at least uh, on a weekly basis since we started. Um, you lost me at pump. You know, record an episode and <laughs> put it out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no yeah, um, Jess gets to do all the fun stuff and hang out with people and do FaceTime. You know, no one wants to talk to David, though. No, but he gets all the love on YouTube, oh, you know, all the recognition. He's a YouTube celebrity. Like, fucking Dave, we love you. Dave, let us show you our tits. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know what I mean? I just get people that want to talk to me and get some advice every now and then. So He's the rock star, as, as you can tell. He's wearing all black, you know? Oh, I mean? Jesus. I'm over here in fucking, you know, sweats from Walmart. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, listen, uh, we're glad to be back. Episode 31. Uh, before we get started, like we always tend to do, uh, Dave, do you have a couple uh, yeah, of things? Yeah, real quick, just want to share some stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, 1,170 downloads, but uh, what's interesting is uh, geographics are pretty pretty stable, and uh, we do have some unknown, five unknown locations that yeah. the uh, Podbean cannot, uh, you know, I don't know, can uh, cannot identify the geographical locations of the downloads or these people or followers or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I never seen that before, but it doesn't matter what I do or try to, you know, try to plug in a little bit without doing anything, uh, well, without going beyond the legal, um, you know, little dashboard here, but which yeah. we, which we always operate within. <laughs> yeah. It's important. Yeah. I just thought that was pretty cool, but it's just, it's just interesting, um, how, we get that many downloads and, uh, you know, unrecognized or unknown geographical areas. You know, or, it's unknown for a reason, right? Uh, do tell. Yeah. It's probably Putin. Okay. Japan. CIA. BlackRock. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> and uh, probably one of your crazy exes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Crazy exes? <laughs> That's it. Those are the five that, that are unknown that we can't trace. <laughs> Apparently, it's no country, it's no fucking city, it's uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. I just thought I'd share that, but everything is, is trending really well, everything's looking really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are listening, people are downloading, obviously. Uh, it's just, it's just, you know, I just, what you said earlier on past, you know, podcasts or past shows where you had mentioned, hey, you know what, the, you know, people don't follow, but they are listening, they are downloading, that tells you one thing, and, uh, you know, that, that they're listening. Absolutely. And for a couple of reasons you had mentioned, you know, because they don't either want to be seen or associated or, you know. Or they don't want to give the love. Yeah. They don't want us to know that, you know, they're listening, and you know what I mean? Like, maybe they don't feel part of it, and for whatever reasons. But listen, our biggest thing here has always been that you guys get the message, that you guys are uh, able to... Uh, masticate uh you know the information um spiritually and you know what i mean um take from it what you will and uh that's our biggest purpose here you know like i said we don't do this for the accolades yeah. we don't do this to be trending or anything like that obviously we do want to get bigger uh we realize there's like seven million people out here in the world and that's the goal to be able to reach every single trillion one of them, you know um, <laughs> we're, we're trillionaires but <laughs> no, I, and I think a testament to that is a message I sent you last week of uh, someone who I know very close to, you know, uh, Big Sid, if you're listening, you know, this is a shout out to you, but 
What's up, Big Sid? <laughs> and he sent me that message that was yeah. pretty. We started thinking about life choices and and listening to meet those uh, you know little little trilogy podcasts that we did yeah. and uh, really started thinking about things and, and really, it t- takes a lot of balls to send someone a message and say, yeah. "Damn, this is this is making me think a certain way. It's making me think about decisions. It's making me think about the future." And it's like it's pretty crazy. It was, Matter uh, of fact, I'd like to read a message yes, that, I, that yes. I received from one of my boys. Um, Younger than me, you know what I mean? He's done very well for himself. And, uh, you know, just like every one of us, we've had our, our struggles. Uh, this one's from my boy Ivan Nava, which is my boy Joel's younger brother. Okay. Um, and uh, he said, what's up, brother? Just wanted to congratulate you on the podcast that you are doing. I listened to it, and it's powerful. Wow. Um, you know, I thank them, obviously, for the love. And uh, He's like, yes, my brother. From my change, I remember. From I remember you telling you told me to surround myself with positive people, and I did. Good. So you know, good for you, Ivan. Thank you for the love, bro. It's yeah, much appreciated. Appreciate it, Ivan. I I've always you know appreciated, even though you're younger, bro. You uh, started moving smarter than some of us that were older than you, and that's you know all credit to you, bro. You know, as a result, you have three beautiful daughters, and you know you've been able to stay with your lovely wife and. It's, uh, you know, more amazing things to, uh, down to come in the pipeline for you, bro. So keep listening, man, and uh, we appreciate the support, bro. And if, you know, the biggest thing that you could do for us is just maybe spread the word and the awareness that there is local boys from Wilmington or, you know, from the South Bay, uh, you know, they're, Anywhere. they're trying to do something yeah. positive to uplift, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we appreciate the love, Ivan, man, um, you know, and anybody else that's out there, you know, just... Spread the message that there's, you know, boys from Wilmington that are doing a podcast and, you know, we're talking about spirituality, how to become better men and how to, you know, get out of our own way uh, to allow the divinity that lies within us to uh, be able to show up and, uh, you know, us show up as the best versions of ourselves on a daily basis. So. Yeah. Ivan Sid, <clears throat> thank you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, anyways, we're going to get right into this, Dave. Go for it. Uh, this is episode 31 of the Neighbor Podcast and uh, we're going to label this one. Are we holding ourselves hostage? Are we holding ourselves hostages? Yes. Now, how did you uh, go get into that? I, I like your, I like how you're, you know, you had, obviously we talk about everything, but yeah. when you had mentioned this to me, uh, you called me supercharged. You were charged up. Oh, yeah. And uh, t- t- tell, everybody, tell everyone how that, you know, transpired and, and how it started. <clears throat> give, us the, give us the meat and potatoes. Yeah. So, um, you know, as I do, I, I try to consume as much. I, you know, I'm a fan of, of the podcasting world. I think it's a great a platform to really be able to speak to, to, to gain knowledge from a personal perspective from experts in different fields and people that have lived through things that we, you know, couldn't even imagine going through. Um, I found, I find a lot of fortitude in hearing these people that are experts in their particular field, um, especially in things that I would have never even imagined of having an interest in, but it's so interesting, the dynamics, how everything is, I always find uh, the correlation between things that I might hear, and I always try to make the correlation to how it affects us on a personal level, um, and so that's how I came to this, uh, you know, um, topic that we're going to be discussing today on episode 31, um, I was, uh, I called David pretty pumped up about this when I first, you know, these things come usually as I'm, when I'm walking by myself, you know what I mean? Uh, and like things just click, like a thought will come up and you know what I mean? Like I entertain the thought a little bit more and I try to focus on why that thought 
popped up in my mind to begin with because I always do believe that everything happens for a reason. So when something pops into my mind, there's, there's a level of awareness that I'm supposed to share or give it or sit with it for it to reveal itself and unpack itself a little bit more. And so this particular time, um, I remember a day or two uh, previously, I had heard a podcast. Um, and it was just a snippet. You know, Joe Rogan has these uh, snippets that he does that are like, you know, five minutes. Uh, oh, I was just going to ask, how long are they? Yeah, it was like five minutes. And it, it just happened to be an episode with him. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. And Dr. Phil. Okay. And Dr. Phil was talking on... Uh, on an issue about how he uh, met with some uh, some people that worked for the CIA, and there, um, or he had, to, he had, yeah, I think he had visited there, and he had met with some people that were uh, terrorist negotiators. Jesus. And one thing that he drew from that discussion or that time that he spent with them uh, was very something very interesting that. Blew me away when I heard it to begin with, but I hadn't made the correlation yet. This didn't happen to two days later. But he said, you know, the negotiators, experts, the negotiating experts have found that most of these people that go to the extremes of taking people hostage and threatening their lives to get leverage for, you know, whether it be the U.S. government or whoever it, they're they're at, they're asking the demands of mm -hmm. um, what drives them to those extremities. Most of the time, is something as simple as them never truly ever being heard, and it just fucking blew my mind because we don't. It's just a such a simple thing that could draw somebody to those extremities of jeopardizing or taking innocent people's lives in order for them to, for the first time in their life, feel like they're, they got people's attention and people are finally acknowledging them and validating their existence and validating their strength and validating uh, their, their desperation to really be heard, for them to really hear for people to really hear their demands and understand and, and, and so they can finally see, listen, I'm tired of not having a voice. If I need to kidnap these innocent people and start killing them off one by one in order for you guys to meet my demands or, or listen to what, my, what I'm being so passionate about that, I, that I, it drove me to do this. It might not necessarily be that they have anything against those people because they chances are they've never met these people. These are just random people that happen to be somewhere that got taken hostage, mm -hmm. as is, is the case in many opportunities, many situations. Um, but I just thought that was so fucking interesting. Like something that simple could drive someone to do something so fucking extreme. To be, you know what I mean? To hold somebody hostage in order for them to finally feel that they're being heard for the first time in their lives. And it, it just, you know, it was impactful to hear because it's like, just because you didn't hear me and I've been trying to communicate this message to you and it doesn't seem to be important to you, 
I don't know what to do. I'm at my wits end about this. So it has driven me to this point. And most of these terrorists, as you know, or, you know, people that take hostages, they're at their wits end where even if they were to do away with, um, you know, the hostages, they're willing to die themselves. Just to prove their point. Just to prove their yeah. point. Just to prove their to point. To be heard. You know, and then it, 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 it took me to, you know, uh, other, I started making like as, associations like these kids that go around shooting these elementary schools or, you know, middle schools or, or high schools, these school shooters, it's like, that's probably the same mentality that they feel. There were kids that were never acknowledged, kids that they were always outcast or outlandish or not accepted. And they're driven to this these extremities, you know, but not to get off too far off the subject. It's like <clears throat> I was really concentrating on that hostage part, right? Mm -hmm. And I was I was just blown back because it's like, yeah, that makes all the that makes total fucking sense. That you know, and it's like like I said, I always try to how does that apply to us? Because obviously, this what we're discussing here is on a terrorist level it's on a hostage level like on very high stakes right yeah i mean i don't think it gets any more high stakes than taking hostages yeah when there's lives involved when there's innocent lives involved and you know you you have no ill will against these people personally but anybody will do in order for you to get your message across yeah and so you know two days later i'm walking and i'm walking and i'm like huh and it just fucking clicked. And I was like, okay, because I, I was like, how can I, how do I make the correlation between that, what I heard, which pushed, like, blew me away. How do I, how, do, how could that possibly apply on an individual basis? And it just fucking clicked. And I'm like, are we doing the fucking same thing individually? Am I doing the same thing individually? Is that what I did for years without me truly knowing? Am I holding the best version of me hostage out of spite because I feel that I've never been listened to? I've never been appreciated. I've always been overlooked. And it just like, it really pushed me. Like, I was kind of overwhelmed by it, bro. And I got a little emotional at first, you know, and I was like, Wow. You know, I, I shared it with, you know, um, you know, my, my girl too, you know, and uh, she thought it was an interesting take, you know. Uh, she was driving on the way to work and me and her were discussing it. And she was like, that's interesting. That's interesting. She like, that's an interesting dynamic to that, that how you made that correlation and associated something that you heard to us doing that on an individual level. And so I pose the question to you, Dave, do you think that's far-fetched or do you think there's a good possibility at some point on a personal level you might have held or you could possibly still be holding the best version of you hostage and you refuse to release that version to the world out of spite because you don't feel that you've ever really truly been hurt and that you have spite against the world or certain people or certain institutions or even family or friends or whoever it Anything. might be. 
do you think there's a possibility at some point you've held the best version of you hostage? I think so. I think you're right. It, it uh, you know, There's several correlations. And I think some of us, maybe all of us, a big portion of us do it without even knowing we do it. Um, you know, we're just so angry. You know, we're so, there's so much rage and frustration. We don't think, we don't think about how much we're holding ourselves back. And it turns into something entirely different. And sometimes those people will never know, myself included. And when you said that to me, when you mentioned that to me, it did really did feel like I was holding that back. But it took a while for me to dig in and figure out what was it, why, and how did I let it get to this point? Yeah. And that's a question that uh, very few people, I think, ask themselves. And people even, yes, they have that emotion. They have that anger or that frustration, not being heard, not being acknowledged. But they don't intently, they, they, don't, they don't have that intent uh, to say, I'm not going to do this until I'm heard. They just, they kind of kick it to the back. They just kind of throw it to the back and they, they try to do enough so they fit in at least a little bit to seem, to seem like there's some type of normalcy, you know, whatever normal is to them. Yeah. But they think they just do it to fit in. So I think it touches on a lot of different categories based on how people, you know, behave, how they're treated, how they accept it, how they respond to it. Or, or, or even as something as simple as like feeling like they've never truly ever been heard in their lives. Yeah. That's, I mean, do, do you understand how simple that is? But, but it's, it's complicated. Mm. It's, we can unpack that shit for days. What the fuck does that mean? Not ever feeling like you've been heard. Like, we could take this back to childhood trauma again. Were you that child that was told that children should be seen, not heard? Every time you try to express yourself where you shushed away. Don't talk unless you're spoken to. Yeah, or, or, or were your parents just way too busy to acknowledge what you might have been going through? Mm-hmm. Have you been taught from an early age to repress whatever you got to say because... Nobody has time for fucking pussies or, or wimps or, you know, um, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Like, you know, this leads me back to something that I also heard. Um, Gabor Mate was talking about one day um, and he was speaking about how most of our politicians today mm-hmm. are children that are suffering from childhood trauma because it takes a diff- it takes a, a specific personality to want the accolades of being in the public eye as a government official. Mm-hmm. And he told a very story that was compelling. Mm-hmm. And I'll share it with you guys. Uh, he said, let me give you a story of what I mean by what most of our politicians are and who they are. He was like, imagine being a five-year-old girl and you're running home from school because a couple of boys are bullying you and trying to hit you. And you make it home. You manage to avoid this group of kids or this group of kids that are trying to bully you, these bullies that you, you know, you uh, manage to make it home. Yeah. And so you get in your house and you tell your mother at five years old, 
Mom, there's a bunch of kids that are following me that want to beat me up. And your mom turns around and tells you, you go out there and deal with that. We don't raise sissies in this house. And so you go out there because that's what your mother asked you to do. And you get beat up right in front of your house. And then you have to come right back in to dust yourself off and the matter not ever been discussed again. Think about it from an emotional state of you being that five-year-old child. Mm -hmm. How impactful would that one event have been in your life? For your mom to be that dismissive and say, get out there and deal with it. Whether you're a girl, whether you're a boy. Pretty fucking impactful. Pretty fucking impactful. You come to your parents for safety. That's your caregivers. They're supposed to protect you. Now think about this. Years later, this person is a politician and comes from an influential political family. And she uh, attempts to run for the United States presidency. She's, as you can imagine, uh, on the presidential campaign, which takes a toll physically because whether you're aware of it or not, these people are running from event to event. They got a very busy schedule. I mean, even just Tim alone running for city council, he was out there on a daily basis. Living out of buses. He was out here, he yeah. was out here canvassing homes. He was canvassing uh, police, uh, you know, uh, departments. He was everywhere he had a busy schedule that's on the city council level imagine what the workload must be when you're running for the presidency of the united states now imagine that same little five-year-old girl that now is running for the president of the united states okay falling out on one of her camp on on her way to to make an appearance for her campaign and not realizing why she had fell out and then her staff comes to know a couple of days later uh-huh. that she had been suffering from pneumonia for the last 15 days. But she didn't want to bother anybody with her issues. Mm-hmm. Because in her house, she was taught that you go out there and you deal with it. Because they don't raise sissies in this house. And you know who I'm talking about? Who? Hillary Clinton. I was just going to say that. Oh, shit. Hillary Clinton. No way. So think about that. Think about how one event that she experienced at five years old, and I might be off by a year or two on the age, but she was fairly young from, you know, the story that Dr. Gabor Mate told, you know? Damn. Um, think about that. Feeling, being in, in a prestigious place in, in government and, you know, being the first lady at some point yeah. and now running for the presidency herself, but being sick and not feeling that she could fucking tell anybody because she's not, her, what worries her shouldn't be anybody else's concerns. She should just keep her mouth quiet and continue to fucking push yeah. on. Because all she knows is to deal with it. All she knows is to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. That stuff gets cemented. 
into your cere cerebral yeah. cortex and just, uh, and not just even, not, it's there. Yeah, not not it's even to mention that, um, I think this was, he read this out of an autobiography uh -huh. from her. Uh, but she also mentioned how her daddy used to fucking beat her and her brothers and you know what I mean? Jeez. Like, so it's like, <laughs> you never know how small, how impactful, um, something that happened to us in our childhood could affect us. But like I said, something as small as not being heard. That's just one example of it. Yeah. I mean, we could unpack that, yeah. that tiny little subject and everybody can assimilate to it on a certain level, whether it's extreme, whether it's minuscule. But something as small as not being heard or feeling that your voice matters or not feeling protected when you are at a very young age and not yet an adult. Now, I, I, I'm not for being an overbearing mother or an overbearing parent because that's just not natural. That's not what nature does. What does nature do? Lion cubs, to give you an example. Their mothers are very protective of them mm -hmm. when they're cubs, but eventually the mother has to release them into the wild and they need to find their way and they need to learn how to fend for themselves. They need to know how to hunt for themselves. They need to know how to protect themselves. Yeah. That's just the natural thing. It's not natural to be, have, be an overbearing mother or have overbearing parents and you try to protect your kids until fucking, you know, they're fucking 50 years old. That's, that's another extreme. Yeah. But, you know, to get back and not get too far, uh, far off course, um, yeah, I, I, you know, just like you said, that you, you can assimilate to that and there's been maybe perhaps parts in your life where you've done that maybe not unintentionally. But see, once you lay out the landscape and put it in a different perspective, it's like, oh. Well, that's what that was. That's what I've been yeah. doing. Because people do it without thinking. And sometimes yeah, yeah. they don't even know it. And, and it's, no, it's no, you know, no scrutiny, no, no blame on anybody, no, no, no slam on anyone. Yeah. Because this is something that we have learned. You know, and and we're, we're sharing this with you and we're putting it together in a way that everyone can kind of open their eyes and their, their hearts and, and maybe even in their memories and things will start to make sense. Things will, things will start to click. Certain behaviors, certain incidents, certain you know circumstances within your family, in your, in your past, in your childhood. Uh, we're not saying that those things are going to be right, but they're going to make sense to you because you are the only one who knows what happened uh, during that time frame. And we just want to shed some light on that to kind of see, you know, and Jess gave a really good example about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Where... That type of thing will allow everyone to look at their own circumstances and their own childhood and, and their own experiences and put that together themselves. Like, you know, we always do here. We try to get people to think and, and push and kind of kind of dig a little deeper, you know. We don't open the door. We just show you the way and kind of hope that you, you, you know, kind of find a, a good place to know that, hey, you're going in the right direction. But this... This even makes me think, even while you were talking, things that happened to me, and I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's, that's a lot of the reasons why I'm so independent, that's why I do a lot of things myself, and it's because... And, you know, you know, just think about the things that she's been able to achieve, you know? Oh, yeah. Even though there's always been going to be criticism. Of, always. You know, you know, but, yeah. you know, we're not, this is not what this podcast is about. We're, we could care less about the government and mm. politicians, but we're just talking to people on an individual level. Like, yeah. I, I don't... 
I don't feel any difference uh, of her or her husband. Like, these are just fucking people, bro. Yeah. Whether you want to look at them from the title that they carry or what they've been in government or, you know what I mean? Like, the scandals that they've had. Like, listen, at the end of the day, none of that shit matters. We're still fucking people with fucking real fucking feelings. And we're souls. Um at the core, that's what we are. We're not bodies that have a soul. We're souls that have a body. And so everybody, uh, doesn't matter if they're right-wing, left-wing, Democrats, uh, Republicans, like everybody's still a fucking person. Like, you know, when Trump got fucking sick with uh, COVID and everybody was fucking happy and they thought he was going to die, like that's some foul shit. Like, yeah. you don't know what this man's been through either. You know what I mean? Like his dad used to be, you know, a hard character, you know what I mean? And so, you know, it's easy to pass fucking judgment on these political figures. And, you know, you put yourself on that platform, you got to know it's going to be territory you're going to have to yeah. deal with. It comes with the, it comes with the environment. It comes with the territory. Yeah, and sure. it's, 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 uh, it's a different beast. Yeah. You know, like, just like they have scandals. Hey, we have our own fucking scandals. And you know what? The reason why nobody knows about our talking shit, because we're not on that platform. Exactly. You know, but we all have, them. we all have the same problems. We all have the same issues. It's just that they are on a different, they're on a different pedestal. They're on a different level. Yeah. And when you go there, you you know what to expect. You're 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 putting yourself out there. Yeah. And those people need to be ready for that. But again, it's like you said, it's so easy for everyone to pass judgment. Yeah. You know, when judgment, uh, try pointing that finger at yourself and you know, see what happens. Even furthermore, it's like we're the number one victims of that. We sometimes are the worst we pass the worst type of judgment on ourselves yeah we're the the judge and the executioner bro i've i've been guilty of that so many fucking times bro you know what i mean and you know we we, we fall into these slumps of or these patterns that are just toxic and we, we talk negative about ourselves and we're you know what i mean we we get to calling ourselves names that you know what i mean are uh you know what I mean? Just basically, we're great at beating ourselves down when something doesn't go according to plan or according to how we think things should have worked out. When, you know, it's the farthest thing from the truth. Like, sometimes you're not supposed to understand what's going on. It won't come until later. Yeah. Like, we've used the analogy before. Like, in school, first they give you the lesson. Mm -hmm. Then they give you the test. <laughs> in life, first you get the test. Then you get the lesson. Yeah. So it's not always supposed to make sense, but life always unfolds for us exactly how it's supposed to, whether you understand it at the moment or not. The worst thing that's ever happened to you, and when you feel your life falling apart, guess what? It might just be falling into place for the first fucking time. Yeah. But in order to be creation, there has to be destruction. You know? And so it doesn't always have to make sense, but I want to ask... The people listening or the people watching now, ask yourself and be brutally honest with yourself, even if it hurts. Do you think at any point in your life, you perhaps have held yourself, your best self hostage in spite of feeling that people don't deserve the best you or in spite of like, people don't care what I got to say and I've always been told that since I was a child and so... Whatever I want to express, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Think about it. 
and then think about it some more. And if you find any truth to that statement, I would implore you to try to unpack that. Try to unpack that. Try to find out how. Try to pinpoint the situation that might have started that pattern of a behavior in you where you felt not worthy, where you felt that you're, if you spoke up, people were just going to dismiss it. Um, you know, stop being so angry at yourself for something that might not have even been your fault. Are you holding yourself hostage and evolving and being the best version of you because of critique that you get from your own family members when you talk about a dream that you might have or, or a goal that might seem far-fetched to obtain and your own family is the one to take the fucking air out your balloon and be like, you're crazy to fucking think like that. We will never be that. You could never be that. Because unfortunately, sometimes it's our own family, our own our own people that are supposed to love us, our own friends that are going to discourage you from a dream that seems far-fetched because they wouldn't be able to achieve it. It doesn't mean that you can't achieve it. If God puts a thought in your mind, it's for a fucking reason. It's also for a reason. There's also a reason why he didn't put it in these fucking people that are deflating your fucking balloons <laughs> mind because they could never get there with that type of fucking thinking. So fuck the noise. Fuck whatever they tell you. You be you think as big as you want. And guess what? Best advice is when you have a best fucking dream uh, or, or, or when you have a huge fucking dream, don't share it with small minds because it's too big for them. They could never understand you. They could never fucking understand you. So it's okay. Some things, creation is, in, is done in silence. Destruction is loud. So you just keep your goals to yourself, slowly crush them, slowly celebrate by yourself, clap for yourself and be like, fuck yeah. Even when nobody knows what you're up to. Allow yourself to free the best version of you. You deserve that. Everybody deserves that. Stop holding your, your best potential hostage because you're angry, because you're spiteful. Fuck that noise. The, the, the biggest, this, the biggest uh, thing you could do for yourself to advance yourself is to release all the potential that you have. And let, let that version of yourself go free because that version of yourself deserves to come out to the world. Everybody was born with a fucking purpose. And if you keep holding the best version of yourself hostage, we'll never know what that is. Furthermore, you'll never know what that is. And that would be a travesty. On a personal level and for everybody, you might be the next biggest thing that figures out a cure for cancer, the next biggest thing that figures out how to actually end all this, uh, you know. Um, you might save a life. You might save a life. You don't know. Don't let people deflate you. But, but furthermore, you're the biggest roadblock to your own success. Like we've said plenty of times and I've told Dave and I've even... On personal conversations when I'm having when I'm having discussions with myself it's like listen it's not your fucking job to know how it's going to happen just trust that it will show up every day with a fucking positive attitude and a grateful attitude and be a magnet for what's supposed to come be a magnet just trust that the universe has a fucking plan for you of course you don't know what to do but just fucking let yourself go like a fucking leaf on a river. 
Let, let that stream take you where the fuck it's going to take you. That's where you're supposed to go. Right, the moment you try to inflect and be like, man, I, it's too big of a job for you, obviously. That's why you're frustrated. Just do your best. Show up. Give everything you have. Be positive on a daily basis. Champion for yourself. Cheerlead for yourself. Be your own biggest fucking fan. Unless of, and instead of giving that love away so freely to people that don't even fucking deserve it in your life sometimes. Whether it be friends. Whether it be, uh, you know, loved ones, uh, significant others, you know, girlfriends, wives, husbands, kids. Save all that shit. That's, that's your currency. Your energy is your currency. Focus on you. Focus on you. If everybody thinks you're a piece of shit, fine. What other people think don't doesn't matter. That's just a projection of themselves. We are mirrors to each other. Guess what, David? If I think you're a piece of shit, you know what I'm what I'm doing? I'm just projecting how I feel about myself onto you. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. If I think you're a piece of shit, bro, no, it's, it's just the way I feel about myself. <laughs> and I'm projecting that shit onto you. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. You know? But, you know, it's like... I thought it was a beautiful subject. I thought it was the, the correlation that clicked in my mind. I was like, man, this is worthy of to be discussed for 45 minutes. And, and I think there's something in there where... I think there could be a beautiful takeaway on, a, on, a, on an individual basis. Like, fuck yeah, I, I could see that I might be holding my best self hostage out of spite, out of anger, mm -hmm. or because I feel like people don't deserve the best of me. But it's like, fuck people. That's, that's, the, that's, that's where you go wrong. Like, you deserve the best of you. Maybe you're right. And maybe you're right. Maybe the people that are around you don't deserve the best of you. But you do. So what are you going to do? Hold yourself hostage for the rest of your life because of the fucking circle that you have? No. You need to free yourself, man. You need, to, you need to tap into that potential. Don't box yourself into what everybody else is doing in your community or what your circle of friends are doing in your community or the people that you went to school with are doing in your community. Break out that shit. Be the motherfucker that really like, you know, everybody wants to put their city on the map. Be the motherfucker that actually puts it on the map. Be the motherfucker that actually puts it on the map. Don't just convince yourself you're putting it on the map. You know, because that's a lot. Of, we, live in a, we live in a fantasy world. And everybody we surround ourselves with is a background actor that's supporting that vision that we have convinced ourselves of. So, you know, it's duly noted for me personally that I'm going to try to expand on, on this correlation that I made. And it's like, Let's, let's, let's all give ourselves that opportunity. Let's all give ourselves that opportunity. Um, you know, things, there's a lot of problems to be solved out here. And you might just be the, 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 the one woman or the one man that might actually have a solution. Let's not keep leaving it up to politicians. I just explained to you the type of people that actually are politicians. And I do believe that a lot of them uh, seek that attention because there's something missing in them. The only politician that's very well-rounded is Tim McCosker. And by the way, we want to congratulate him congratulations. Uh, for City Council in District 15. Absolutely. Congratulations, Tim. You're a rock star. <laughs> 
Next time I get a parking ticket, big guy, I'm making the call. There is a portrait on the way. And David's still waiting for the Nobu in Wilmington, by the way. Nobu, 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 Nobu. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Dave, do you have any, like, uh, other uh, thoughts no. regarding to no, this? No, I think this is something, like you said, hostage negotiation. These are tactics. These are... Um, these are parts of the brain, ways of thinking that are approached by our government, by agencies uh, to protect our nation. However, you know, as, as noble as that is, um, the, just like you mentioned, these could serve our society, our kids, our children, um, a very, very good practice. If these things are being taught to our agents, why isn't it being taught to our society on how to... How, why these things happen? That's a fucking beautiful and, and, point, Dave. And and how? <laughs> Good shit. No, and, and how it can help these kids, help all children, all kids become aware of this of this uh, this anomaly that they're very unfamiliar with when they hear these tragedies. You know, it's devastating, and they don't know why, they don't know how. You know, you're gonna hear different things in every household. Uh, Taloquito, tamalo. These kids yeah. are crazy, whatever. But they don't know. You can't break it down to its very last compound to say, hey, these are why these things happen. Let us explain to you. Let us introduce you to something. And I think it would it would solve a lot of issues with kids who are, you know, dealing with fear. Because fear is a big part of it. it introduced to a new school, a new group of kids, a new environment. It doesn't matter. These things happened to us when we were kids. They happen every day. They're still happening to everyone now. Yeah. So why not share that? Just to allude uh, to something that I said earlier, um, in the case of Hillary Clinton's mother, when you know that situation happened, mm -hmm. make sure, for your kid's sake, that you are not the mother or father in that story. Huh? Make sure, because you see the drastic, uh, how drastic something so small and minuscule can affect somebody's vision or way of thinking way of thinking or their development or, or their involvement throughout life with something so in, something that she might have brushed off and never remembered personally it's the little things it's the little fucking things yeah it is it's the little fucking things and yeah it, it plays a huge part in growing up and like I said as you were talking I thought about things about you know when I was a child and, and going through that and a lot of things are starting to click you know the wheels are turning yeah. and but it does help but you know back to my point I, I think these things should be taught on a wider scale uh, not just to agencies but the public yeah. because it's it's one of the things that's growing it's it's these mass shootings and, and things look at the consistency look at the, when, you, when you get the backstory on these kids they've never been heard yeah. they've been neglected it's so so many signs that people just didn't want to deal with, you know, just, just to just sum everything up. Uh, don't let fear get the better part of you. If you feel like expressing yourself, express yourself. Don't be afraid. It's easier said than done, but you're probably not going to notice it this year or in five years or in 10 years. You might notice it in your twenties or thirties, but it doesn't matter. It, that time will come. And all that matters is that it happens at, you know, at your point of evolution, it's supposed to happen, you know, when it's supposed to happen, there's no other way around it. You can't control it. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. Um, just a couple last statements. If you're a parent, um, I think it would behoove you to have these conversations with your kids and maybe try to pinpoint something that might have happened that they've never even thought of again.
but maybe through the course of asking the question, something might come up or they'd be like, well, actually there was this one time, you know what I mean? Address it now. Um, try to diffuse this so it doesn't ever get to the extreme of where your loved one or your son or your daughter is going to hold them as their, their best potential hostage because of something that, that happened that you might not even be aware of. So I would encourage parents to talk to their their kids, you know what I mean? Even if they're older, even if they've left the house, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've had plenty of those with my daughter. Uh, even if they left the house, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, there's always there's always stuff that happened that we, uh, as not, not just as Latino culture, but as a society, you know what I mean? Uh, we try to bury under the rug and those things don't go anywhere. No, they don't. You know, you can't bury that type of shit. It, it either gets addressed or, or it peaks its ugly head out in, in a different form in your life. So in one way or another, it will surface Absolutely. At, at the end of the day, the bill is always due. Absolutely. But and so please, one last thought, are you holding yourself hostage? And if you are, from the bottom of my heart, me and Dave ask you to stop it. Stop it. Stop holding your best potential and the best version of you hostage. We might need you, and we might need you more than you can imagine. So move forward with the big, the big aspirations, the big dreams. Nothing's too far-fetched. Even if nobody else believes in you, me and Dave believe in you. That's and right. We're here to enable you to be the best version of yourself. So, um, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 31. Uh, we love you. Thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for the <laughs> downloads, the likes. Um, and please, the biggest uh, contribution you can do for us is to share the podcast with other people. Uh, we, we do have YouTube. Uh, I do see that consistently. We get a lot more downloads on the podcast platforms. And I understand, you know, most people, it's easier for them to listen uh, than to actually, you know, see a YouTube video. But as long as the message gets through, we, we greatly appreciate you. And again, me and Dave uh, make the commitment to keep getting better and start bringing you um, of course. better, you know what I mean, topics like the one that we hope we brought you tonight. So thank you, everybody. We love you. And uh, until episode 32. That's right. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. All right.